people these days have so much tools at their disposal to find out what something means. Just Google it, you know, but they would not do that. They will simply come at you and say, you're satanic or you're, you're the devil worshiper and, you know, like all these. And I just stand there looking at them because to me, they just appear ignorant. My name is Star Ravenhawk, and I am the elder and reverend of the New York City Wiccan Family Temple. I don't think you can define it in one particular sentence or paragraph. I think just about any Wiccan or witch, they will all have their own definition, but yet we all kind of say the same thing. It's a very nature-based religion. When we, <laughs> the, the so-called evolved human, kill off certain things or beings or species, there's a disrespect there for life in general. We somehow think that we are the ones in control of balance, where I think nature does its own thing. Element of the North, powers of Earth, I summon you to the sacred circle. Grant us wisdom and knowledge, and guard this circle. Hail and welcome, blessed be. Hail and welcome, blessed be. I've been a witch pretty much all my life. It's just um, a matter of being aware of it, I guess, in the sense of as you get older, but um, I've been, to me, in my head, I've always been a witch. I'm born in Trinidad and Tobago, um, and at, from a year or two years old, we lived in Canada. You, you're always what your family is, and we were Catholics. I had my communion and the whole bit, and we would question the prayer books and ask questions about it, and I got smacked in the face for asking certain questions. I traveled across Europe, and then on my way back, I met my husband here, and we got married, and historically, that's, that's it. He was my best friend, my life mate. We were like, we were like Matanjav. People used to say, like, don't you ever go anywhere without your wife? Or don't you ever go anywhere without your husband? We're like, well, we go to work separately. <laughs> so collectively, we were doing really well. Um, and then he passed away from leukemia. I've been a reverend since 2012. Most witches become reverends through Universal Life Church and all the other online ones, because in general, they have no other way. So I decided I am not doing that. I am going to find a way to be able to ordain our own people. So I went down to City Hall and I did everything they asked me to do. I wrote my own articles of incorporation. I wrote my own bylaws. Um, I wrote my own mission statement and I'm the director and I basically am the one that ordains everyone. How much was it again? 15, 15, yes. Oh, perfect for <laughs> both. We're at um, Playwright Studios. It's called Playwright Studios now. We like to be outside. Believe me, we do. But when it's this cold outside, uh-uh. What they'll call literally freeze the witch's tits, I'm not having it. Mm -mm. <laughs> freeze the fingers, I'm not even giving you a chance to get to the tits. No. <laughs> it's too cold out there. <laughs> um, what I am doing is I'm helping to set up the altar. So what we have to do is, um, it's, it's the same kind of thing as like any other religion's altar. It's just that we don't have a permanent setup. So we have to put... We pretty much just use a, a table for an altar and we, we um, do what we have to do because we're not allowed to have, indoors it's, it's a bunch of rules, you're not allowed to have lit candles, you're not allowed to have incense, so we have to have like um, the battery operated candles and we, we, we just have them smell the, <laughs> the incense <laughs> because that's the best we can do. We make it work. This is what we would use for incense, we can't light it in here. We have a libation bowl which is a basically like an offering to the gods and goddesses and the way that you do that is See all, the, see all the cookies? I'm Lillian. I am a 
second degree student who is not yet going on to third degree. I've yet. Give me about three years and then I'll get there. I'm going back to school. Um, I've been with the temple for about two years now. I found them actually through the Pagan Pride uh, Day. Can you describe what you're wearing now? Can we not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, old school 90s, 90s woman, you know, I have my, my lovely, what's this called, like a Ralligan shirt. It has a Snorlax Pokemon on it that says, eat, sleep, battle, which is generally my modus operandi, but. Okay, if that's north, so. Uh, that, Jerry, this works, right? I think we interest a lot of people. So a lot of people will come for different things and then, uh, oh, this is not like the TV and all the media stuff where you just blink an eye or you flick a finger and, or twitch my nose and things are a certain way. We can go from five people here to 200 people here. So I've been part of the Wiccan Family Temple for a year and a month. For a little over two, uh, yeah, a little over two years. I'm kind of new to the whole thing. I've been very spiritual my whole life, and finally looking for something that to belong to. I've taken two classes for their first degree training, so still very new here. Oh, my name is Nick. Hi, my name is Timothy Bagley. Jerry. My name is Michelle. Um, to be completely honest, usually the odds are stacked up against women, so I really am not going to try to complain when it's I'm the only guy in the room. I grew up um, as Unitarian Universalist. The church that I was raised in had a Wiccan circle, and so I like grew up seeing that and doing some rituals with them. You know, I was raised Christian, and it was always like, if you're not Christian, you're wrong, you're burning in hell. I didn't like that. It didn't taste good in my mouth. Um, what made me decide to join the Wiccan Family Temple was uh, the need for a community that felt safe and united. Um, I could not really find it anywhere. It's not something that's like open in my family or like with my friends. So it was just the perfect place to go to feel like I belong. I'm open and I'm not open. I mean, my family doesn't really know about it. But, like, I'm open with my friends, and I'm slowly kind of, like, not caring what people think only because I know how good it is to me, and I know there's nothing bad about it. Um, so it's, like, half and half. I mean, we're in essentially what is a, a dance studio-type room white walls, mirrors on the walls, like dance floor in a building that has like multiple rooms exactly like this. There's, you know, there's nothing special about this room like other than the wonderful things that are happening in it. All right, let's get going, girls. We begin the ritual with the casting of the circle. I cast this circle in. We bring in the energies, we talk about this particular full moon because every full moon has a sign that it's in. Like tonight's zone is Leo. This circle is now cast. Let none leave but with good cause. So mode it be. So mode it be. The full moons are all celebrating the moon cycle, which affects everything that happens on this planet. And the sabbats are all seasonal. Everybody kind of celebrates it, even when they're not witches. We've got Yule, winter solstice, the 21st. After Yule is Imbolc, the sun is beginning to come back to the planet. After Imbolc is Ostara. Ostara really is where it came from at Easter. After Ostara is Beltane. Beltane is celebrating the phallic symbol, the male and female. The maple, phallic symbol. Litha, Litha is summer solstice. And after summer solstice, 
is Lunasa, which is the first harvest. Then Mabon is the, which is September, our Thanksgiving. And the last harvest would be Samhain, Halloween to you guys, which is our New Year's. When the full moon is in Leo, and especially um, any kind of lunar eclipse, lunar eclipses means that there's a lot of beginnings and endings. Um, Long ago, when I first came here, the witches were more unified in the sense of they were all, oh, you're a witch, great. But then they didn't look at your race in that time. At least it didn't look that way to me. You know, you do this blanket thing in your head. Oh, we're witches. That means we don't see things that way. We see everything as everyone being the same. But that's not true. And I've realized that. Take an objective look at your private lives, your relationships, uh, and listen to your intuition, your senses, to remove the things that does not serve you. And that includes the people. I have had people come and go, and when they leave, they would say, I needed to learn from a white person, or you don't have anything to teach me, you're not white. So in a way, now I kind of just stay to myself and stick to what I believe and try to instill that in my students and everything that we do. There's a statement I read by Angela Davis and she said, I forgot how it went, but it, the way it was basically is I'm not going to try to change everything else outside of me. I'm only going to try to change what I am willing to accept. And we will make sure to take care of you and do the things that's you. Take yourself to a movie. I'm saying that all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do movies a lot. Take yourself out. Take yourself to a dinner movie. Who, who's going to stop you from taking yourself to a movie and a dinner? You know what I mean? Who's going to stop you from going to that uh, massage therapy or whatever else that you want to do for you? You know, my husband used to take me once a month to the bathhouse, the Russian bathhouse on the on 10th Street over there. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, Everybody's mode of witchcraft kind of comes differently based on their experiences in life. For me, once my husband passed away, I became this person that thought I'm the only thing between my kids and the world. So I literally went and learned wushu, Muay Thai, kickboxing, um, bodybuilding. I used to do championships. Well, even before he died, I trained him. So I kind of, I apply that to my craft, my witchcraft. Unlike other religions, our spirituality, everything that we get, comes from within us. We don't need a reverend, a pastor, a minister, or a priest. The other religions need that go-between. We do not. There's nothing supernatural about us or what we believe in. Everyone has abilities. I don't care who they are. It's a matter of accepting that and respect in general for everything that has life. What spoke to me about the religion was the fact that it was about like self-empowerment and that there were no specific rules that you had to follow. It was more about trusting yourself and knowing that the power is more within you. So full moons for me are very much about self-empowerment, about being in touch with the goddess, um, sense of community to be among other witches. You know, there are a lot of religions that all have really beautiful tenets to them and are founded on really beautiful principles, but the structures that have built from that are, are very much in favor of certain people. It pretty much, it was like my, my savior, my like self-help, like my therapy that I couldn't afford but gave to myself. <laughs> As an AFAB like person of color, like finding a place in a community where you can feel like you have power that's outside of white hetero patriarchal structures. I, I don't want to say that those structures aren't still there because you it's systematic and you see that everywhere. Um, but I think here, 
you have the chance to express that if you're feeling that you can have the conversation and it's welcomed um, and that's like for lack of a better word magical you know <laughs> I guess we kind of just, I mean, we, we close it with, with saying goodbye and thanking the gods and goddesses and all of that. But we also have this saying that we all kind of say, Mary meet, Mary part, and Mary meet again. We release the circle as our sacred time is ended. Until we meet again. The circle is open, but never broken. Mary meet, Mary part, and Mary meet again. Pretty much it. <laughs>